At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health, their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to a dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I think it's fantastic that more and more people these days are becoming conscious of the food they eat, but shouldn't we be taking the same care for our pets? The health of our dogs means so much. So no wonder owners are posting their glowing reviews of Badlands dog food and how it has improved the energy and coat of their beloved dogs. But don't take it from me. Go to badlandsfood.com forward slash frightful and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash frightful. One of the most beautiful places in New York has got to be Central Park. This 840-acre stretch of trees, lawns, and lakes is a rare green haven amongst the steel and concrete bustle of the city. And so when people step into the park, they tend to breathe a sigh of relief, because surely if there was any place to relax in the Big Apple, it'd be here. Well, not so fast. I'm Peter Laws, and you and I are about to take a night stroll through the frightful side of Central Park. First opened in 1857, it has become the most visited park in the United States. It's home to the Metropolitan Museum of Art and the Central Park Zoo. And at four kilometers long and half a kilometer wide, it's bigger than Monaco. It's larger than Vatican City. And it was designed to be an Eden in New York. And I really do mean designed. Nearly every foot of the place was created by landscapers, even down to the exact species and numbers of trees. But as these new trees grew in this Eden, a darker reputation grew with it. For example, there's a heavily wooded section of the park called the Ramble, and hidden amongst the trunks and winding trails is a place you won't find on any map, and there are no signs to it. Some call it Ramble Cave or Indian Cave. Others call it the Suicide Cave. The cave was one of the few natural features of the park, and it caused quite the sensation when it was first discovered by workmen. A newspaper report said the entrance was narrow, with space only for one person at a time. But a team headed in with lanterns and discovered a room with a level floor which looked like it had been laid with human hands. And as well as what they called a very disagreeable odor, they found the skin of a large snake lying there to greet them. The team leader then became excessively sick and faint before he could get out. 
The planners laid rough stones to create a staircase into the cave, and an early guidebook called it a great attraction for boys and girls. But this cave had a tendency to draw troubled souls to it as well. Like in 1865, when the corpse of a young man was found near the entrance to the cave, he'd shot himself in the head. And by his body lay a flute and a note written in French which read, I was born the same day as misfortune. We are twin brothers, it said. But here I finish my anxieties. In 1897, a 15-year-old girl went missing for a month. She was found living in the cave. Some reports say that Susie Grunelt was just a runaway, finding haven there. Others, that a 21-year-old man had abducted her and kept her inside. In 1904, another young man dressed himself in a black suit and tie and shot himself next to the cave. The pistol shot set his clothes on fire, which police had to put out. He left a note saying, My name is Boy. No relatives in this country. A particularly eerie incident took place there four years later. It was February 1908 when the police heard a cry coming from the cave. They rushed to find a man, a shipping clerk called Grove L. Klein. He'd started to slit his own throat, and he held the open razor in his hand. He told the police his reason. One of the sparrows told me to do it. I didn't want to, but I had to obey. He later told police that he'd been attending spiritualist seances, which were popular at the time. Only after contacting the dead, Klein felt that they followed him home, speaking to him and telling him to do bad things. And he'd come to New York hoping to escape those ghostly voices. But in that city, they spoke louder than ever. And so the only way out was to go to the cave and end it. By now, authorities were realizing that this hidden cave in the park was becoming a magnet for tragedy. And in 1929, it seemed like the last straw. 335 men were arrested for what was called annoying women in the park, a bizarrely tame way to describe assault. Apparently, Suicide Cave was a favorite site for this sort of crime. And so the park's department eventually sealed it up five years later. If you're patient, you have a keen eye, the remnants of the cave entrance can still be seen today. Just look for the stone staircase that leads down to the blocked entrance. But may I suggest that if you see a sparrow on the step, you turn around and go. Strange things happen in Central Park. Like the ghosts of Janet and Rosetta DeVort, whose wealthy father forbid them to go anywhere in the city alone. The only place they could visit by themselves was Central Park. This was in the 18th century, so they are both long dead. But the inseparable sisters have been seen in the wintertime, still skating in an eternal series of figure eights across the park's Woolman Ice Rink. The wildlife can be weird in the park too. Since the 1930s, real-life alligators have even been spotted in the park. But in 2002, a 12mm centipede was found living in Central Park, And the surprising part was that this wasn't just a new species, but it was from an entirely new biological category. Then, in 2013, officials were very worried when snakehead fish were found swimming in the Central Park waterways. This bizarre-looking species are dangerous and invasive. They can eat ravenously and deplete rivers of all other fish, and they can grow up to three feet long. But freakiest of all, They can breathe air. 
Some reports say these frankenfish have even been seen wriggling along the ground, away from the water. Officials at the time advised that if anyone was to find one in Central Park, they must not under any circumstances release it back into the water. Instead, the advice was to kill it on sight. Things got even weirder in 1997 when someone claimed to have seen a Bigfoot in the park, though big is not quite the right term. The report said that this classic rusty-colored Sasquatch was only three feet tall. There are even claims that there is a huge underground bunker beneath the park in which the aliens from Roswell are stored. Oh, and Adolf Hitler. Despite these wilder myths and legends about the park, there are other things that are not so amusing. Because with an estimated 42 million visitors each year, perhaps we shouldn't be surprised to find that the place has become notorious for shocking acts of violence. The first murder to take place in the park was in 1870. A crowd of Protestant Irish men saw a man called William Kane just walking home from work. They mistakenly thought he was an Irish Catholic, so they stabbed him to death in the park. What a senseless crime. 15-year-old James O'Connell merely stepped into the edge of Central Park on November the 1st, 1941, only to be stabbed to death by a 12-year-old boy called Jerome Dore. It was, by all accounts, a sad and tragic crime. But when a man was found choked to death in the park just a few days later, the papers went into panic, saying a crime wave had hit Central Park, caused by roving bands of knife-carrying youths. It was hardly a crime wave but it did help ignite a sense of fear about the park, and the papers helped stoke racial prejudice by blaming these crimes on what they called coloured youths. So fear of the park grew. In 1959, television commentator Barry Gray warned viewers, if you value your life, keep clear of Central Park, especially after nightfall. It is a happy hunting ground taken over by the dope-happy hoodlum, the homosexual, his words, the exhibitionist, and the potential murderer. They're there all the time, he said, on the benches, on the grass, lurking behind the trees and bushes. The park is one great open-air cesspool. In 1961, Ogden Nash even wrote this poem about the place. If you should happen after dark to find yourself in Central Park, ignore the paths that beckon you, and hurry, hurry to the zoo, and creep into the tiger's lair. Frankly, You'll be safer there. Did you know that when they first planned and built Central Park, the idea wasn't to deliberately create a handy environment for dark deeds and shady murder. The point was, of course, to give New Yorkers some space, a little oasis in a busy city, a place where they could breathe and have fun. We need that sort of break, especially during the holiday season and the busyness of the new year. Well, that's why playing Best Fiends on your phone can be the perfect way to find a little oasis in your own hectic life. Best Fiends is a fun puzzle game with unique gameplay, a fantastic storyline and collectible fiends. Plus, it works without Wi-Fi, so you can keep on playing, even if you wind up in the spooky, disturbing caves of Central Park. With thousands of levels being added all the time, you're always going to have access to a little space of fun in your pocket. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends.
Yet sometimes our fears are far more frightful than the reality. Because despite these ominous warnings, there were no murders in the park around that time. But violence did grow dramatically in the late 60s and 1970s. People were particularly nervous about something called wilding, which was street slang for going berserk. It was suggested that gangs of boys were roaming through the park and causing havoc and randomly assaulting others just for the sheer fun of it. A notable case of wilding happened on July 21st, 1983, when a poorly organized Diana Ross concert in the park led to hundreds of young men going on a sort of rampage, attacking anybody they ran into. Teenagers even climbed up on the roof of the tavern on the green, then leapt down into the interior patio, attacking the diners and ripping jewelry from their necks and ears. Some reports even say that the youths lost control and stabbed people at their tables. Whatever happened, in reality, it was chaos, and the papers called July the 21st, the night Central Park got mugged. The media played on this idea of wilding during one of the most famous crime cases in the park. On April 19, 1989, a woman was jogging through Central Park when she was assaulted and raped. A gang of boys were accused, and they became known as the Central Park Five. The papers referred to these boys as if they were savage, animal-like hunters stalking the park. Headlines used terms like the wolf pack and monsters and called the jogger their prey. And yet again, some papers stoked what they perceived to be a racial element. And so these so-called inhuman animals were sent to prison until 2002, when a completely different man confessed to being the sole attacker that night. And when his account of the night and his DNA matched the crime, the innocent Central Park Five were exonerated, even though they had lost years of their life unfairly in prison. In 1986, Robert Chambers, a young man from an elite school, murdered 18-year-old Jennifer Levin in the park. He strangled her and left her body on the lawn behind the Metropolitan Museum of Art. But he didn't leave. He sat on the wall, not far from her corpse. And a cyclist discovered her body and called the police. And Chambers just hung around until the police told him to move on, thinking he was a gawper. Despite him being covered in scratches, they asked him to leave. He later claimed the death occurred during rough sex, but he was charged with murder in 1986. And around that time, a videotape surfaced of Chambers partying with women in lingerie when he turns to the camera and twists the head off a doll. Oops, he says, I think I killed it. The media dubbed him the preppy killer and the Central Park Strangler. And he was sent to prison for 15 years, and then after release, he was sent back for another 19 for selling drugs. He's up for parole in 2024. In 1995, a Brazilian woman called Maria Alves was discovered face down in a stream that runs under the park's Huddlestone Arch in the ravine. She'd been beaten to death by a killer who has still not been caught. In December 2020, a runner made a horrifying discovery just under Central Park's Glade Arch walkway. They found a 41-year-old man lying face up, drenched in blood, and he had a hacksaw in his hand. Police said, quote, Based on his wounds, it appears that he had sawed his own neck open. In September 2021, another dead man was found in a meadow in Central Park. He was also face up, but this man had a black rope tied around his neck, and police did not suspect it was suicide. 
Other park crimes can be less deadly but can still haunt the victim for years after. Like the woman who went on a second date with a guy in New York. And at the end of the night, they decided to walk through the beautiful Central Park to enjoy the evening romance of it. And as they sat against a rock to kiss, the woman saw what looked like someone crouching behind another rock, about ten feet away. She pulled away from her date and whispered, Can you see that? What is that? She said she was afraid because it looked like an animal was crouching there. So she pulled out her phone to flash the torch on the creature. And that's when she screamed. It was a man, crouched by the rock, watching them intently while pleasuring himself. He was wearing a wolf mask. They both ran straight through the park without stopping and found safety not amongst the trees, but on the subway. Having heard all these grim accounts, the murders, the suicides, the bizarre mutant wildlife, the ghosts, perhaps you should ask a question. Could Central Park be cursed in some way, or at least hold more secrets than we know? Well, a man called Calvert Vaux thought the latter. He was one of the co-designers of the park, but in 1895 he wrote a bizarre letter where he claimed to know of a secret of historical importance that was hidden inside the park. And he said this secret was too volatile to reveal, and yet too important to destroy. And he believed that there were people who would kill him for sharing this secret, and so he feared for his life. Was he just crazy? Maybe. But two months after he wrote this letter, he was found drowned in Gravesend Bay in Brooklyn. The so-called Central Park Papers are now in the possession of a man called David Wise. He claims to have obtained them from a woman in 2006. She died in mysterious circumstances soon after, it said. And he has made these papers freely available on the internet under one condition. Anyone who reads them must promise to be duty-bound by honor not to reveal the secret for 10 years. Is it a game or a genuine mystery? I can't say. What I can say is that I just accessed the Central Park Papers this afternoon. I'm not making this up. So call me 10 years from now and I'll let you know what I read. Or if you want to save the time, visit cppapers.com yourself and see what's in there. Maybe the biggest secret of Central Park is not a secret at all. It's just a fact that we tend to forget. That the park itself was not simply a green oasis that has been preserved for centuries. Actually, before it was built, there was a thriving community of hundreds of African Americans on that land in a place called Seneca Village. But when the city decided to build the park, all 1,600 of them were evicted. They were compensated, though some said the amount seriously undervalued the worth of the land. Still, their houses, their churches, their schools were razed to the ground. Also, the city could have a place of tranquility, an area of landscaped peace. Despite all these dark stories, in reality, Central Park is not particularly cursed, no more than anywhere else. In fact, when you compare the rest of the city, the homicide rates in Central Park are low. And relatively speaking, these days, it's a very safe and beautiful place to be. Which is perhaps why when people lose their lives there, people become more shocked somehow. That this place was always supposed to be a mini Eden in the city, and in many ways it really is. But when we find it to become a place of mystery and death, right in the very heart of New York, it shakes our sense of tranquility. 
The thought that those pretty hand-picked trees that bring us so much pleasure have also been the last thing some people have ever seen. Well, that idea unsettles us. Because sometimes, when our havens become places of horror, we can feel like there is nowhere left to go to escape. And that truly is frightful. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.